It says, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Now let's find out what faith is. Because Jesus told him, have faith in God. So what is faith? According to the book Prayer by Ellen G. White, chapter Faith and Prayer, faith is trusting God, <coughs> believing that he loves us and knows best what is good for us. Amen. So that's faith. Mm -hmm. Trust him. We know that God is he's, he, he, he's Mr. Know-it-all. He knows what's best for me. So I can trust him Amen. in all things. I can trust him. Instead of our own Faith leads us to choose God's way. That's how much I trust him. In place of our ignorance, it accepts his wisdom. In place of our weakness, faith accepts his strength. In place of our sinfulness, his righteousness. Our lives, ourselves, are already his. So you and I belong to God. We belong to God. So it says, faith acknowledges his ownership and accepts the blessing. It says, truth, uprightness, purity have been pointed out as secrets of life's success. So we know the world doesn't consider that success, right? That's not for the world. But us who's been reading our Bible, we know this is success, you know, for those who are in Christ. When you live uprightly in truth and in purity, right? Amen? Now, we can see from all this that Faith, it says, it is faith that puts us in possession of these principles, right? So in other words, faith brings us back to reality, mm -hmm. right? Faith lets us know that we belong to God, that we can go to Him for everything, every need. Our faith brings us back to reality. Because believe it or not, whether we know we belong to God or not, we belong to Him. Amen. Genesis 1, He is the creator. He created the heavens and the earth and all that is with Him. So we belong to him. We may not accept it, but we belong to him. So, so what faith does is it brings us back to reality. That's really what it's saying. Now, how do we exercise faith anyway? You know, is it possible that we can have faith and not know that we have it? Hmm. You know, and therefore not putting it to good use? See, exercising faith should be made very plain. Because to every promise of God... There are conditions. Oh, okay. So if we were to go back to verse 24 mm -hmm. and 25, now we know where this all forgiveness came out, you know, why it came about. So to every promise of God, there are conditions. But God said, mm -hmm. what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, mm -hmm. you shall have them. So it's not just really whatever I ask. So there are some conditions. You know, there are, so we need to find out what those conditions are also, right? And he said, if we are willing to do God's will, all his strength is ours. Mm -hmm. All of God's strength is ours. So he will definitely give us our heart's desires. Mm -hmm. But we have to be willing to do his will. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Whatever gift he promises mm -hmm. is in the right. promise itself. The seed is the word of God. That's Luke 8 verse 11. It says, As surely as the oak <clears throat> is in the acorn, so surely is the gift of God and his promise. Yeah. So when God makes a promise, there's no question about it. Right. You claim that promise, you're going to get it. 
right? Amen. Can we say amen to that? Amen. You claim God's promise, you're going to get it. He amen. made it. Amen. And it says, if we receive the promise, we have the gift. Yes. Isn't that reassuring? Well, some of us may not be willing to receive the promise. We just want the gift, right? If, if we receive the promise, we have the gift. So we might even we might say, if we receive Jesus Christ, who was promised to come and die for our sin, we have salvation. Amen? Amen. Now, the faith that enables us to receive God's gift is itself a gift. So when someone has faith, you can tell that person is gifted. You know, because without faith, you really get nothing. You know? Your faith, you know, without faith as a Christian, we're like almost like the world, right? we're not really going to accomplish anything. We're not, we don't trust God to do anything for us. We don't go to him. Even if we go to him in prayer, nothing is happening because of our faith. And it says, let me read that again. Now, the faith that enables us to receive God's gift is itself a gift of which some measure is imparted to every human being. So we cannot say that we don't have faith. Everybody has been given a measure of faith. So it's a matter of whether you, you've used it or not, right? So you guys have heard the expression, use it or lose it, right? Mm -hmm. So except that with faith, you never lose it. It's always there. You never lose it. You may not use it, but you never lose it. So it's more like out of sight, out of mind, mm -hmm. right? You know, sometimes we hide something in our closet, especially us ladies. We hide something so far and then we forget it's there. And then we start cleaning our pad and we find something. We're like, wait a minute, I didn't know this thing was there. You know why I didn't know it was there? Because you're not, you're not using it. Mm -hmm. So if we have our faith, which we all know we have, God give us a measure of faith. So if we don't use it, we may not know it's there. And it says, your faith grows as exercised in the word of God. So I have to exercise my faith in the word of God. I cannot just use my faith any way I want. You know, I cannot just tell this thing, turn into bread so I can eat you because I'm hungry, right? You know, I could have faith like the, the, the you know, the whole of faith, the guys in the, in the Hebrew 11. I could have faith of Abraham. I may not be able to tell this thing here. What you call this? Puppet. To turn into bread so I can eat. It may not happen. So I cannot just do whatever I want with the faith. It, I mu it must be exercised in the word of God. Mm -hmm. So in order to strengthen faith, we must often bring it in contact with the word. So it's all about the word of God. I just want to take this moment to share a testimony with you guys, a personal testimony. I remember when I was first baptized, <clears throat> I said, I, I prayed to God and I said, God, reveal something new to me every day about you. So that I would know how to serve you. So that I would know what to do. And then one of the very first things that God revealed to me was the lesson on paying tithes and offering. You guys know how hard that can be for someone who, a lot of us, it's not that easy to give our money away. It's hard for some, some people. Especially a new convert. You know what I'm saying? The, one of the very first lessons, lesson on tithes and offering. And then there was this guy, he was the, past, the, he was the brother of the pastor of the church my, my husband and I attended. And uh, he said, yes, <coughs> you know, it's very important in a Christian life to pay tithes and offering. He, he said that. My heart received it. 
but I was not willing to obey. You know, being that he was the brother of the pastor, you know, I'm thinking, maybe he just want money for his brother's church or whatever. You know, I spent two years praying. I became a prayer warrior. You know why? Because I didn't want to give my money away. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. But the thought just kept troubling my heart. I know the idea. It kept troubling my heart. And every time I get troubled by, by the thought, I got on my knees and started praying. God, is it true? Is it, is it true? I'm not good in math. 10% man. I'm not good in decimal. You know, I gave all type of excuses because I didn't want to pay. Mm -hmm. One day, I couldn't take it anymore. The thought just couldn't. I didn't know what to do to shake it off. I got on my knees. I read Malachi 3 one last time. Mm -hmm. And then I said, God, you know what? I'm going to take my chance with you. In other words, I accepted to pay tight, not wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. But guess what? It was God's word. It was God's promise. Mm -hmm. So whether I accepted it wholeheartedly or not, all I had to do is do what God asked me to do. Mm -hmm. Because when you do what God asks you to do, he has an obligation to keep his word. Mm -hmm. You do this, I do that. Mm -hmm. I will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings when you pay your tithes and offer, yeah. praise his name. Yeah. And guess what? As soon as I, even reluctantly, decided I'm going to pay my tithes, I, God made sure I saw the result instantly. Hmm. Because, because of that, what happened to my faith? My faith grew. Now, the word of God became like a, like a what do you call it? treasure chest. You know, like a treasure chest to me. Now I can claim those promises. Now I know something I didn't know. Because the way God blessed me is that at the time I was, um, I had a family daycare in my home. I had a group family daycare. Mm -hmm. Children were coming from all over to my place. That money, right? Mm -hmm. And then a couple months later, I found in an envelope a couple hundreds of dollars. I put in an envelope because I, I wanted to take it to the bank. And guess what? I found that envelope. You know why I found it? Because I forgot it. And guess what? Why is that a blessing? Would you forget money if you don't have money? Mm. If you're scrapping for pocket change, would you forget that you have a couple hundred dollars in, a, in an envelope somewhere? No. You would not forget that. Would you? Would you? <laughs> no. We would not forget that. So I knew God was blessing me. And because of that, my faith was strengthened in his word. And it says also, how often... Those who trusted the word of God, though in themselves utterly helpless, have withstood <coughs> the power of the whole world. Enoch, pure in heart, holy in life, holding fast his faith in the triumph of righteousness against a corrupt generation. Noah and his household against the men of his time. <coughs> men of the greatest physical and mental strength and the most debased and morals. The children of Israel at the Red Sea, a helpless, <coughs> terrified multitude of slaves against the mightiest army of the mightiest nation on the globe. David, a shepherd boy. Having God's promise of the throne against Saul, the established monarch, bent on holding fast his power. We have Shadrach, and his companions in the fire, and Nebuchadnezzar on the throne. Daniel among the lions, his enemies and the high places of the kingdom. Jesus on the cross. 
and the Jewish priests and rulers, forcing even the Roman governors to work their will. Paul, in chains to a criminal's death, near the despot of a world empire. Such examples are not found in the Bible and the Bible only. They abound in every record of human progress. Wycliffe and Huss, Jerome and Luther, Knox and Wesley, with multitudes of others have witnessed to the power of God's word against <coughs> human power and policy and support of evil. These are the world's true nobility. This is its royal line. In this line, the youth of today are called to <coughs> their place. Praise the Lord. The youth of today are called to take their place. That is a privilege. <coughs> Man, that is a privilege. Faith is needed in the smaller, no less than in the greater affairs of life. In all our daily interests and occupations, the sustaining strength of God becomes real to us through abiding trust. We need to trust in the Lord. We need to act out our faith. The compassion that God manifests toward us, he bids us manifest toward others. Let the impulsive, the self-sufficient, the revengeful, behold the meek and lowly, and lowly one. Led as a lamb to the slaughter, on retaliating as a sheep dumb before her shearers. Mm -hmm. Let them look upon him, whom our sins have pierced and our sorrows burdened, and they will learn to endure, to, for, to forbear, and to forgive. And who is that lamb? And who is that lamb? Jesus. None other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm. Through faith in Christ, every deficiency of character may be supplied. Mm -hmm. Every defilement cleansed. Every fault corrected. Mm -hmm. Every excellence developed through faith in Christ. Amen. You are, we are, brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. complete in Christ Jesus. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. Prayer and faith are closely allied and they need to be studied together. In the prayer of faith, there's a divine science. It is a science that everyone who would make his life success must understand. Who would make his life work a success must understand. Christ says, what thing soever you desire, <clears throat> what thing soever you desire, mm -hmm. when you pray, believe that you receive them mm -hmm. and you shall have them. Yes. I'm going to repeat that. Christ says, what, thing, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. Mm -hmm. He makes it plain, as we saw before, <coughs> that our asking must be in according to God's will. Right? Mm -hmm. That means the things that we desire must be the thing that God desires. Amen. Right? Amen. Right? Amen. So don't forget Psalm 37, verse 4, which says, Delight yourself in the Lord, 
and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Mm -hmm. So you, you have been delighting yourself in the Lord so much mm -hmm. that what you want is what God wants. Amen. Mm -hmm. Your thinking is what God would think. Um, your asking is what God already has for you. Your prayers is in accordance to God's will. So you, you and God, you guys are pals now. Because you've been hanging out together. Your personal prayer time with him in the morning. Your Bible study. Your connection with that, the master. You guys have become one. So your desires are God's desires. So therefore, let me read that verse again. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. Amen. And you shall. So we all know that, those things that we desire. Why are we going to receive them? Because they're also what God desires to give us. We're not going to be asking for anything that he's not willing to give us. We must ask for the thing that he has promised. Okay, now this verse is getting like bigger and bigger. We must ask for the things that he has promised. And whatever we receive, we must use it in doing his will. Mm -hmm. So it's like, wait a minute. It's all about God. My prayers should be, I should be asking what he promised to give me. And when he gives it to me, I should use it to do his will, to do his work. So I should really empty myself of the self. It's a little bit redundant, the self-self, right? Mm -hmm. I should really, no self should be in, in, involved here, right? <laughs> I should really empty myself and allow God to take over. You know what um, the Apostle Paul says? It is not I that who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. Mm -hmm. The conditions met. Do his will. Ask what he promised. The conditions met. The promise is unequivocal. There is no doubt whatsoever. You do your part, God will do his part. Mm -hmm. It's a guarantee. You know, do his will. He will give you whatsoever you ask. Now, what are some of the things we need to ask for, right? What are some of the things we need to ask for? That's very important. Ask for the pardon of sin. This is something God wants for us, right? To ask for the pardon mm -hmm. of sin. After all, Jesus came and died for our sins. Mm -hmm. This is something he's more than willing to do for us. <clears throat> ask for the Holy Spirit. The psalmist said, take not your spirit from me. Because we want the Holy Spirit to direct us to all truth. As Christians, we want to live in the truth, right? Ask for a Christ-like temper. Ask for wisdom. Mm -hmm. In fact, in James 1 verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who give to all men liberally. Ask for strength to do his work. <clears throat> These are all great things that God wants to give us. Mm -hmm. Ask for any gift mm -hmm. he has promised. We may ask. Then, we have to believe that we received it when we asked for it. And we turn things that we have received it. So, that means, it says, let me read that again. It says, then we are to believe that we receive and we turn the things that we have received. Right. So in other words, <laughs> when we <coughs> ask, we may not get it right away. Mm -hmm. But we have one guarantee. As long as we ask what he promised and we do his will, 
we know we receive it, even though we don't see it in our hand. It's not yet tangible, right? Mm -hmm. And we need to start giving him thanks for something that is not in our hand yet. Amen. Faith. We need that faith to allow us to do that. Mm -hmm. Return thanks to him that we have received it, even though it's not in our hands yet. So we know as Christians, the work that we're doing, working with Christ and, and all the struggles we're facing, right? We accept Christ. He's coming. Can we understand? say He's coming, right? Mm -hmm. We don't see it yet, but He's coming. We need to believe that He's coming. And thank you, Jesus. You came. It's like start thanking Him for Him coming. Mm -hmm. Even though we don't see Him in the True. air yet. Praise His name. Amen. We need look for no outward evidence of the blessing. The gift is in the promise. And we may go about our work assured that what God has promised, He is able to perform because God doesn't lie. Amen? Amen. And that the gift which we already possessed will be realized when we need it the most. So as long as we do what God wants us to do, do His will, pray according to His will, we already have that gift. <coughs> but He will bring it to pass when the time is needed, right? Mm -hmm. God will not give you anything until you need it. Isn't Amen. that right? Amen. Yeah, if you don't need it, what's the point? So He will give it to you when you need it. Make it available to you when you need it. To live by the Word of God means to surrender your whole life to Him. There will be felt a continual sense of need and dependence. A drawing out of the heart after God. Prayer is a necessity, not an option. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, oh, I don't feel like praying. Well, if we don't feel like praying, we need to still pray. Amen. It's not an option. It's a necessity. It is the life of the soul. <clears throat> Family prayer, public prayer have their place. But it is secret communion with God that sustains the soul. Now, let's look at our role model for a while. As Christian, who is our role model? Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Jesus is our role model. It was in hours of solitary prayer that Jesus and his earth life received wisdom and power. So we need to follow Jesus' example, right? If we want that wisdom and power, we need to follow his example. It says, let the youth follow his example and finding at dawn, at in twilight, a quiet season, a quiet time for communion with their Father in heaven. And throughout the day, let them lift up their hearts to God. At every step of our way, God says, I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand. Mm -hmm. Fear not, I will help you. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 41, verse 13. <coughs> Could our children learn these lessons in the morning of their years? What freshness and power, what joy and sweetness would be brought onto their lives? These lessons that only he, these are lessons that only he who himself has learned mm -hmm. can teach. Yes. It is because so many parents and teachers profess to believe the word of God while their lives deny mm -hmm. its power. That the teaching of scripture has no greater effect upon the youth. 
at times. You see, when I read that, I was reassured. I <clears throat> did well to my heart when I heard that as a parent. It says, at times, mm -hmm. the youth are brought to feel the power of the word. Isn't that reassuring? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we think that young people, they're not getting anything. But God is powerful. He's talking to their hearts. At times, the youth are brought to feel the power of the word. They see the preciousness of the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. They see the beauty of his character. The possibility of a life given to his service. Boy, that, that made me feel good about my son. Knowing that, oh yeah, at times, he's, he noticed that. I just need to pray more, right? You just need to pray more. But in contrast, they see the life of those who profess to reveal God's precept. So we need to do our part in living the word of God, right? Instead of just speaking it, we need to live it. We need to be the example. Of how many are the words true that were spoken to the prophet Ezekiel? Can someone read Ezekiel? 33, verses 30 to 32, please. I have, I have it ready. Give it. 32, right? Yeah, Ezekiel 33, verses 32, verses 30 through 32. All right. I read. Okay. As for you, son of man, your countrymen are talking together about you by the walls and at the doors of the house, saying to each other, Come and hear the message that has come from the Lord. My people come to you as they usually do and sit before you to listen to your words. But they do not put them into practice. With their mouth they express devotion. But their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed, to them, you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well, for they hear your word, but do not put them into practice. When all this comes true, and it surely will, then they will know that a prophet has been among them. Amen. Now, this is sad. To hear God, God's word and not do them. We need to start doing God's word. And I, I'm going to take... I'm going to... I want to say today that we are not that type of people. If we were, we repent. Today is a day of repentance for God's people. Amen? Amen? If we were that type of people, we repent. It is one thing to treat the Bible as a book of good moral instruction. Mm -hmm. To be heeded so far as is consistent with the spirit of the times and our position in the world. It is another thing to regard it as it really is the living, the word of the living God. The word that is our life, the word that is to mold our actions, our words, and our thoughts. To hold God's word as anything less, as anything less than this is to reject it. I just want to repeat that again. 
to hold God's word as anything less than this is to reject it. And this rejection by those who profess to believe it is foremost among the causes of skepticism and infidelity in the youth. <coughs> so that's mean we're causing other people to fall and God will ask us for their blood. Mm -hmm. So we need to straighten up. <coughs> if we look all around us, an intensity such as never before was seen is taking possession of the world. <coughs> an amusement and money making and the contest for power and the very struggle for existence. There is a terrible force that engrosses body, mind, and soul. However, in the midst of the maddening rush, God is speaking. He bids us come apart and commune with him. In Psalm 46, verse 10, he says, Be still and know that I am God. This is my prayer for you and I. God bless you all. Amen. 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 Oh Seigneur moi, qui tout partout, où c'est tout bagaille dans la vie moi, sans au moins ma sentiment rien. une voix, qu'après l'homme de temps en temps, mais les dimanches c'est papa rien. Mais la femme dit vois ça c'est Jésus, vois ça c'est Jésus, vois ça c'est Jésus. Si malgré Jésus aime ça, qui compte moi
Sekuniam kapan Puki jesuite cherche L'hiver s'essale pour moi Pour l'idébam la vie Si jodi a map chante C'est pour Bali tout le gloire Jamais existait. 